we have a lot of those same feelings of I can't or, you know, this is so hard. And what I wanted to let you know is that, you know, what we do, the difference is, is that we really try to figure out how can we do this, right? And we try to overcome these fears and limiting beliefs in order to make it possible. Yeah, we've seen actually a great example of somebody who's fairly close to us is a family that has that wealth, who hasn't worked for many, many years in, you know, in W-2 jobs and wants to go abroad, but hasn't, right? And it, right. and there's always a reason why you can't. And it's kind of like having a kid, right? There's never a good time. It's like adopting a pet, the same thing. There's never a good time. There's always going to be something in your life. There's always going to be a reason you shouldn't do this. But the key is that there will never be a good time. And you don't want to look back on it when you're 80 and say, I wish I had done this. I wish I had lived this life that I wanted to live for all those years. Like, we just don't want to do that. Absolutely not. We've seen it. Are you interested in learning more about owning your own portfolio cash flowing rentals? If so, we invite you to take our free mini course, the Crash Course in Cash Flowing Rentals. When you take our mini course, you'll learn the strategies we use to build our portfolio. You'll also get to see several of our students featured who have successfully built their own portfolios as well. To take our crash course, link to semiretiredmd.com forward slash mini course, M I N I dash C-O-U-R-S-E or visit our website at semiretiredmd.com and link to the crash course on cash flowing rentals there. You may also want to join the wait list for our introductory course Zero to Freedom Through Cash Flowing Rentals while you're at our website too. We'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by our brand new course called Fast Fire Bookkeeping for Real Estate Investors. Do you have a pile of receipts and a bunch of statements that are stacking up in your office and the pile isn't getting any smaller? Are your rental properties getting you closer to financial freedom? Do you even know how your properties are performing? Well, the answer to your problem is doing your books the right way, and that's what our course is about. We'll teach you how to set up your books the right way, not just for tax time, but also so you can unlock the insights that will help you maximize your cash flow. For more information or to sign up, Go to semiretiredmd.com forward slash fast fire bookkeeping. Welcome to the Doctors Building Wealth Podcast, a place where we talk about the strategies, habits, and mindset that separate wealthy docs from those who are not. We're your hosts, Leiti and Kenji. This week, Kenji and I are coming to you from Las Vegas, where we're actually on our second leg of our journey as digital nomads. And we're really excited today to be talking about why we chose this kind of lifestyle and why we're going to be doing this for who knows how long um, until we get tired of it. So all of this goes back to the fifth step of the fast fire system. And for those of you who don't know, we have something called the fast fire system, which is the exact formula that we use to get to financial freedom. And it used to really have only four steps. And they were all about the strategy and the mindset of how to have success in real estate investing. Well, more recently, I realized there was a fifth step that we're missing, which was experience the money, which is 
once you have financial freedom, once you have this financial wealth, how do you spend your time? And actually, it's not really fully about that. It's you should be doing this along the way as well. You should be experiencing the money all the time, truly. But we wanted to talk about how that fits into what we're doing right now. Yeah. And so we, we kind of came up with uh, some reasons why we chose to become digital nomads. And we wanted to kind of talk through each of them uh, one by one. And so the first reason why we chose to become digital nomads is because we can, right? And what does that mean? So, well, we've designed it so that we have cash flow coming in, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, pays for our expenses. Uh, and for those who don't know and, and have maybe traditional investments, you know, cash is king. You know, having that cash flow coming in is what really gives us our freedom at such a young age, right? Because we have money coming in, which pays the bills. And only cash pays the bills. You know, if your stocks go up in value, that's not going to pay the bills. Only cash does. And the cash flow from our rental properties is what really funds our freedom. Yeah. I think back to actually, we did this in 2017, a version of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and back then, we had a lot of cash flow in from our real estate portfolio, but we were really focused on turning over that money and reinvesting all of it back into the portfolio to really make our portfolio grow quickly and to achieve our goals. So what we really actually did at that point was we kept our job. We kept my halftime job Mm -hmm. in Seattle, Washington, and then we were digital nomads and we would go back every couple months and we'd work like three weeks in a row in Seattle at the hospital. And then we would take off again for a couple months. And we actually did that for a whole year, but this time we actually have the freedom now to be able to not have to maintain a halftime job and to do it this way. Yeah. And the real key is that this was all by design, right? Even back in 2017, we had laid out the plan so that we would have cash flow coming in, but not have to really use it, right? I mean, we, it was there if we needed it, mm-hmm. but the key was we kept that halftime job, which brought in money so that we could actually live off of that uh, and then set it up so that we could cram in all of our shifts in a short amount of time whenever we flew back to Seattle. And, and we needed to fly back anyway for things like immunizations and you know those types of things. Doctor's so appointments yeah, dentist appointments. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So so it worked out really well. Uh, but this time, as you said, we set it up differently. And this time we can actually go off and not have a home base, never come back if we wanted to. And and we could just continue traveling as long as we want. And then at the end of this podcast episode, we're going to kind of go into some of the how, but right now we're going to kind of focus on, you know, why we chose to be digital nomads. But again, the first one is that because we can, and we had the cash flow coming in and that's why, uh, that's why we did it. Yeah. I actually really know that both of us really value variety. We like to have the, I mean, we like certainty like everybody else, but we also like variety a lot. And this really fits in actually better than it did back in 2017, because now we have the variety and we don't have a stopping point. We could literally do this as long as we want. We could live anywhere we want. It's really an amazing thing. And so, yeah, it's, it's, we've set this up. We've worked really hard to get here. And so we need to really explore and, and experience it. Yeah, awesome. So the second uh, reason why we uh, chose to become digital nomads is it's something that actually goes back to when we first met. Uh, Mm -hmm. And both of us used this word to describe what kind of life we wanted. And the word was extraordinary. And so we both said at the same time, we both wanted an extraordinary life. And what did that mean for us? Well, Leite and I are both hospitalists. And for me, I was looking at our colleagues who have been working as hospitalists for 20 to 30 years and I just like looked at that schedule and I was like, I, I just can't see myself doing this week on week off schedule for the next 30 years. And then at that point, when I'm 
60, do what I wanted at that point. Uh, so I was like, no, I want to do these things. I want to travel. I want to do what I want now, as opposed to waiting. Yeah. And for me, I really wanted something different. Well, I lived abroad with my parents for a long time. My dad was family doc. We lived in Papua New Guinea. We lived in Pohnpei. My dad was always kind of a cowboy in medicine and they lived the life they wanted. And it was very different than what a lot of their friends and their, their family was doing. Like nobody understood it. And so I think I came out of that mold of like, I want to do something different from everyone else. And I want to live this life where I can do, you know, kind of different things in different places and not feel constrained that my life has to be a certain way. And, you know, I, I honestly, and if you, if you think of a word, I just really didn't want that white picket fence kind of life. Yeah. And you always tell the story of uh, Jesse Itzler, who is Mm -hmm. uh, Sarah Blakely's husband. And he's somebody we had the fortune of listening to live. And he always tells a story how he has lived nine lives, right? So the equivalent of nine lives, which means that, you know, he has done so many things in his life, so many extraordinary things that he is his the level of experience, the quality of his relationships, it's equivalent to living nine human lives. And so I, I think we've already lived a couple uh, human lives, but I would really love to live several more because everybody's life is finite uh, and you only have this one life. So you know go out there and make it extraordinary. Yeah. And I think even looking back at our past together, like at one point we were living in Seattle, we were living halftime in Atlanta. We were like working in the hospital in Seattle. We were doing a startup in Atlanta and we had a 12, well, actually I was pregnant when we started, we had a little baby, we were shuttling back and forth. Everyone said, you know, you shouldn't do this or it can't be possible or like, that's not how people do it. But like that, if anything fuels us to do it. For sure. Yeah. And that leads us to the the next reason why uh, we became digital nomads and it's to show people that this is possible right and this is different from the next one we're, we're going to talk about but but what this one for me is is it's like the four minute mile right until Roger Bannister ran that four minute mile nobody thought it was possible but once he ran it all of a sudden everybody believed they could. And then they went out and ran four minute miles, right? Yeah, we're no Roger Bannister, obviously. (laughs) And I know people have done this before, right? They've gone and they've been on, let's say, sailboats for years with their kids living this kind of life. So there have been people doing this. Um, But I think that being bloggers in the financial physician space, we wanted to show people who are in our communities that they can have this too. It's not just for the special few because all of us are on this path of creating income to come in from cash flowing rentals. This is actually realistic for a lot of our, our community members a year, two, three years down the road. Yeah, it brings us back to Fast Fire, right? It's possible for you while you're still young enough to enjoy it. And that's what Fast Fire is all about mm-hmm. is to achieve this while you're still young, while your kids are still young. You know, our kids, you know, we have three kids, you know, younger than five. And so this is a really great window of time for us. Uh, a lot of people, by the time they do achieve that fire uh, and that ability to travel, their kids are now in kind high of school, in right? high school, right? And it's like, okay, well, we now we got to wait or middle school or high school. Now we got to wait till they, till they graduate. We got to stick around and have that stability, which is something that, you know, ultimately maybe we'll, we'll have, or we'll want, but at this but point, but maybe not, but at this point, this is really a great window of time for us to do this. You know, the other thing that I wanted to say is that, you know, you know, I, I think what people start to say is that I can't, right? I can't do this because of this, right? And so what we wanted to show you guys was that, you know, yeah, we have a lot of those same feelings of I can't or, you know, this is so hard. And what I wanted to let you know is that, you know, what we do, the difference is, is that 
we really try to figure out how can we do this, right? And we try to overcome these fears and limiting beliefs in order to make it possible. Yeah, we've seen actually a great example of somebody who's fairly close to us is a family that has that wealth, who hasn't worked for many, many years in, you know, in W-2 jobs and wants to go abroad, but hasn't, right? And it, right. and there's always a reason why you can't. And it's kind of like having a kid, right? There's never a good time. It's like adopting a pet, the same thing. There's never a good time. There's always going to be something in your life. There's always going to be a reason you shouldn't do this. But the key is that there will never be a good time. And you don't want to look back on it when you're 80 and say, I wish I had done this. I wish I had lived this life that I wanted to live for all those years. Like, we just don't want to do that. Absolutely not. We've seen it. Yeah, for sure. This episode is brought to you by Dan Peck of Caliber Home Loans. If you're an experienced investor, you'll know just how important it is to have a lender who knows how to work with investors. Now, we've been working with Dan and his team for over five years now, and he's our go-to whenever we need a residential loan for our investment properties. Now, if you're new to investing, you might not know this, but your lender can sometimes be the difference between getting a great deal or completely missing out on it because your lender couldn't close the deal. Now, I did want to point out that Dan can help you not only with your investment properties, but also if you're looking to buy a primary residence or a vacation home. So the next time you're looking for a residential lender, be sure to email Dan at semiretiredmd at caliberhomeloans.com to get a free consultation. This week's podcast is sponsored by our course, Zero to Freedom Through Cashflowing Rentals. Zero to Freedom Through Cashflowing Rentals is a 10-week online course focused on helping physicians and high-income earners go from knowing little to nothing about real estate investing to confidently buying the cashflowing rentals that will allow them to achieve financial freedom and work in medicine or their day jobs on their own terms. Our course is only open to registration twice a year, so be sure to get on the waitlist at semiretiredmd.com and check out the course details on our course landing page. So the next one is kind of a similar vein, but but it's different for me. And, and then this next one is it's to inspire people who may want to do the same thing. And so one of the goals of our travels is to share our stories, right? So whether it's on Instagram or YouTube, you know, we really want to kind of get out there kind of our day-to-day, what what are we doing, right? And not just like the good stuff and the fun stuff, but also some of kind of the day-to-day stuff, right? Like, so like what's going on? How are we homeschooling our kids, right? How are we doing a podcast? Oh yeah, that's right, exactly. (laughs) In the middle of an Airbnb and we're here for only six days, right? That's right. In some places, it's going to be some shaky internet. So like, you know, (laughs) we're going to have to figure that out. And so it's so funny because it does take me back to 2017. And I remember one of the biggest frustrations that I had back then was that I got stuck at the I can't, right? Or I, I just got frustrated when like, say the internet didn't work. And I sat there in my frustration uh, and I didn't solve the problem. And it, I didn't go, okay, well, how can I fix this, right? How can I solve this internet problem? Is there a different option here? So now I think about it. Yeah, there are a ton of options, there right? Uh, you know, we could have found, you know, a good, you know, cafe with great internet, right? Uh, talk to the owner and say, hey, is there a little quiet corner where we can like record something, right? Or- uh, uh, And, you know, for reference, what he's talking about is we were literally in Basque country, you know, in the mountains in rural Spain, and we were trying to buy tickets to China, right? right? right. And, and there were all kinds of credit card issues and everything. And like the internet wasn't working well. We actually had our had our friend who lives in China, he used his credit card to buy us tickets in the end, because we, we didn't think of the solution, which is just go down the street go down to the a street. 
street. Cafe. Like, exactly. I don't know how we didn't think of it. I just thought we had a we car. We wasted a whole day. <laughs> yeah, we wasted a whole day. We could have just gone somewhere and seen a new town and uh, and found a, a great cafe with internet and solved that problem. And so, yeah. so again, that, that's the idea here is that we really want to kind of inspire people to say, hey, this is possible, number one. And that's the first, first part is you got to believe that it's possible for you. And then inspire you to kind of go and take action, right? And go out there and do it for yourself. Yeah. And there will be uncomfortable times for sure that we're going to face. I mean, I think uh, one of the things we're looking into is Puerto Rico Mm -hmm. in a couple months. And the question is going to be like, how is the internet there? And we're going to have to solve for that. And so we'll see how we do it. Yeah. And it's so funny you mentioned that because our friend just told us that her internet's down and she's got an online business. So uh, we thought, thought that was pretty funny. Well, this next one uh, you were just mentioning, uh, and this last reason uh, why we're becoming digital nomads is is for personal growth. I think probably personal growth more for more for me. Uh, that's maybe a personal reason for me, which is that I, I did struggle last time, the, back in 2017 when we traveled, with so many different issues. It wasn't just the frustrations of internet, uh, but it was just feeling like I had to be, you know, had to get home to take care of stuff, right? Uh, where I really could have just handled it. From long distance, right? I will say to our credit, though, like we had to sign for a property. We made my mom the power of attorney and yep. she signed for us. So there were all kinds of ways that we did problem solve, but you're right. We could have done a better job. Yeah. So I think the other reason uh, that I had a lot of problems was that I didn't really have a purpose. Uh, and that was really big. And so one thing I wanted to kind of let everybody know is that once you achieve financial freedom, right? That really isn't the goal, right? Ultimately, experience the money is about making sure that throughout the journey, right, you're fulfilled. And for us, the, our path to fulfillment was that we needed to be constantly growing uh, and we also needed to be contributing. And so I think the big difference this time is that we have our semi-retired MB community. Uh, we have all the people who are taking our course that we're helping grow their uh, real estate portfolios and achieving their dreams. So we have a real strong sense of purpose now. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to make all the difference for us. So for those of you out there who are really gunning and thinking about financial freedom and just make sure that you kind of save space for thinking about how are you going to show up once you've achieved it, right? How are you going to get that purpose, right? So start kind of planting those seeds now for how you're going to continually grow and how you're going to contribute, uh, because I think those are two paths to fulfillment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I agree with you for me, personal growth too. I mean, I think that there's, I remember like I was about a week before we moved out of our five bedroom house, I was in there and I was like, oh, did we make the right decision? Because we had really thought that we had a couple more months there. I really wanted to stay there until our daughter was six months old. And we actually moved out when she was four months old. And we had COVID a couple of weeks before that. And then we were packing up this five bedroom house. We had a summit. I mean, there was all this stuff going on. And I was just like, maybe this wasn't the right time. Maybe we needed to wait longer. And I had all these reasons and things I was stressing out about. But the truth is, you know, there's never a good time. And actually working through these obstacles will make me stronger. And they're and again, they're going to come up along the way. But that was the first one for me to overcome. And and it took me about a day to get, get, get through that and relieve the stress and just say, you know what, we're going to figure this out. And ultimately, when I got there, I felt great. So there'll be a much more opportunity to grow that way. Yeah, there were so many reasons for us to delay the move and delay this uh, traveling, right? And so, uh, yeah, you're totally right. That was that was the first challenge for sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, so we wanted to kind of give you some bonus content uh, because, you know, we've been talking about the why, uh, but we also wanted to kind of share a little bit of the how. Uh, how are we doing this, right? Uh, because I'm sure many of you guys are sitting there going like, well, yeah, there's all these different reasons why uh, and, and how do I do this and how do I do that? And so one of the hows uh, that I think a lot of people are probably thinking about is, is childcare. Right. When we traveled back in 2017, we had no childcare. And, and that was an issue, right? Because we didn't have time for ourselves. We were always uh, with our child. And for us, it's, you know, our, t- our time is really important. Yeah. Right. Our time together. Uh, and also time to just kind of pursue some of those things that fulfill us, right? Time to pursue those things uh, that help us grow as as people. So that that was a big part of it, was we needed to make sure that we had childcare in place. Uh, and so what do we do? Well, we found somebody who was willing to travel with us uh, and willing to kind of live this lifestyle, uh, traveling from place to place, uh, going to Tony Robbins events, right? And so for those who don't know, some of these events are, you know, you have, you know, 14, 15 hour days. So we're there from morning until late, late, late at night. Uh, and so you need somebody who is going to be flexible and who can work with you. And so that was that was one of the first uh, challenges, right? That's one of the first things that we had to solve was how are we going to find somebody and how are we going to kind of incentivize them and, and how are we going to kind of work this out so that we have somebody who's going to be going to be there taking care of our kids. Right. And you really need an independent person mm-hmm. um, because, you know, they're going to be away from their friends a lot and their family members. And so they're going to be in all these countries and they're going to have days off and they're not going to know anyone. They've got to go out and they've got to explore themselves. So it's a it's a pretty unique personality that loves to travel and is independent. But we are lucky to have found a person in part because our employee, Freddie, who is traveling with us, it's her sister. So that works out really, really well because they worked well together too. So it's it's perfect. Yeah, for sure. And so another how that I'm sure a lot of people are wondering about with people with kids is, uh, you know, how do you do the, the schooling, right? And so what we're doing is, uh, again, we're, we, we're very fortunate to find somebody who uh, is also doing the schooling for our children. Uh, and so, you know, we got the books uh, and they're going through lessons. And I think actually she's probably, our daughter, five-year-old daughter is probably progressing a lot faster yeah, than she Yeah, she's going to be school. in second grade pretty yeah, soon. Yeah. Um, and we're only a couple weeks into this. Yeah. But um, yeah, so you have a couple options. You, there's actually a lot of free online schools. So in Washington State, there, you know, I think with COVID, actually, there's an advent of all these free online schools that you can register for, and you the state pays for your kid to go to online school instead of in-person school. So there is that option for us, just because we'll be switching time zones so much. I don't know how useful that's going to be, but we're probably going to register for one just to see how it goes. And from what I've seen, it's a couple hours on, online in person, and then you have several hours of work outside of the school that you do that we'll have our nanny be doing with our kids. And then I did go and order a bunch of online books as well. So I ordered first grade books uh, for our daughter. And as I said, she's already progressing well with it through them dramatically, but it's, it's really cool. She's learning meditation. She's learning the phases of the moon. It's, it's, it's really, really interesting to watch how she's doing it. So well, I'm uh, pleased. Uh, and I also learned the rules for Washington State. And actually, she doesn't even need to do anything until she's eight. And then she just takes needs to take a yearly test to be a homeschooler. So basically, she's doing all this and it's not even required. Yeah, well, what's and, and what's better schooling than all the all the things that she's going to see and do during this time that we're traveling? I mean, our oldest daughter is actually already 
a tra- an experienced traveler, uh, but she's going to be even more so. But man. well, her favorite place in the world is the airport. She tells us, so. <laughs> <laughs> right? Which is great. Yeah, I mean, she grew up uh, probably in the airport, so yeah. So I think that's a great. Uh, if she did, she didn't like it, that would that would really be bad. So. <laughs> Well, yeah. Cool. So um, I think those are the major ones. Uh, one more I wanted to mention was insurance. So uh, we can maintain our US-based insurance, but then there are a lot of uh, companies that will give you a whole, you could do a whole year's worth of insurance for travel insurance so that if something happens in a country that you list, you list all the countries you're going to visit. And it's really not that expensive. I did it back in 2017 for us as well. So you list all the countries you're going to and you buy, buy a year, year-long package for travel insurance, and then they'll ship you back if anything happens to you. So they'll they'll pay for transportation to the U.S. Speaking of transportation, I did want to kind of bring up one of the things that we did back in 2017, uh, which is probably going to do it differently this time. But back in 2017, uh, we actually uh, leased a car, right? So We bought it. Yeah, it was a Renault. Yeah, it was a Renault. Yeah. So in France, they have a program uh, that allows Americans to come uh, and buy a car or lease a car uh, and not have to pay the uh, VAT tax. So the cost is a lot lower than if you're than a European buying a car. Uh, and, and, and it's co- lower than if you rent a car actually right. as well, if you're staying any length of time. So I think we stayed generally around three months at a time last mm-hmm. time we did this. And so we bought a car each time we lived there and then they, they take it back from you. So it's a much lower way, lower cost than renting a car if you're going to stay a long period of time. And then you actually have a car that's, that's brand new, that's delivered to any major port for you. And it's kind of like your car. It was fun. Yeah, it was a really great way of doing it. So there are a lot of kind of innovative programs out there, you know, and uh, just if you kind of search the internet and uh, you can find out a lot of these cool programs. This time, I think what we're going to have to end up doing is probably get a big enough car for all seven of us, right? So uh, we have to- Yeah, and then when our stepdaughter, my stepdaughter visits as well, there'll be eight of us. And then my parents visit, then there's 10 of us. So yeah, yeah, we're probably going to have to buy a Sprinter. That's, That's the plan right now. And then I want to mention one other option for people is European delivery. So I have done this a couple of times in my previous life where you actually buy like a BMW or Mercedes. You can pick them up in generally Munich, Germany is where the factories are. And they'll pay the insurance and they'll pay for, and they'll pay wherever you drop the car off for major shipping ports to ship it back to the US. And so then you can take that car that is again yours and drive it around for months if you choose and then have it shipped back to the US. And it's actually cheaper than buying a new car in the US. Yeah. So another cool way to do your European leg uh, once you guys start your digital nomad life. Yeah. European delivery. I love it. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's all we had for you. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode hearing about how we're going to be living as digital nomads for however long we feel like it. Uh, Please follow us on Instagram at semi-retiredmd and then also at YouTube because we'll be putting videos about what we're doing and pictures as well. And of course, subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review. Thank you so much for joining us and Rich Doc Pordock. We'll see you next time. The Doctors Building Wealth podcast provides information only and does not provide any financial, legal, tax, medical, or psychological services or advice. You are responsible for your own financial, physical, mental, and emotional well-being, decisions, choices, actions, and results. You should contact a professional if you have any specific questions about your unique situation.